Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. You guys, I'm so excited it's fall because not only does that mean new fashion, but it means new TV time. And Hulu has all of the shows I love to watch, like Vanderpump Rules, The Voice, Grey's Anatomy, This Is Us. I mean, so many of my bingeable favorites, and Hulu has them all. But as much as I want to watch like dramas all day, you know, I also want comedies that make me laugh so hard I literally cry. Like, The Good Place, It's Always Sunny, Family Guy. I mean, Hulu has all of those shows, too, and I know you guys love watching them as much as I do. And do you know what else Hulu has? Well, it's a really great low price. Plans start at $5.99 a month. So if you love TV and don't want to miss a moment of the new stuff, go to Hulu.com and start your free trial. And again, Hulu.com, start your free trial. Hulu has the TV you love. Only $5.99 a month. Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. You guys, I am so excited. I didn't think this day would come, but this is my 100th podcast episode I feel very accomplished and proud of myself, and I have my first guest who was ever on my podcast, my bestie, Ariana, back for number 100. Yes! Yes. Ah, the crowd goes wild for 100 episodes. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) I know, I was thinking about it a few weeks ago, and I was like, wait, I feel like I've been doing this for almost two years now. I was like, when is my 100th episode? And it was like, boom, January. Oh my gosh. Here we are, 2020, 100 episodes. We've got go. Thanks. <laughs> We've got two pump rules episodes that have already aired. Mm-hmm. And tonight at Sir, we are going to be doing a fundraiser for the wildfires in Australia. I'm going to be selling the rest of my merch from my fitness line. I think Ariana is going to have some fancy AF merch. Might throw her behind the bar. Jax Taylor says he's going to show up and guest bartend tonight. We will see. I know he has a <laughs> hockey game. 
And oh, well, if there's a hockey game, you know, so yeah, so important. We'll see. But for all of you listening right now, assuming it's before 9 p.m. you're listening, please come to Sir tonight support. And if you can't make it to Sir, if you're not in the L.A. area, just click the link on my Instagram profile and you can donate directly to the GoFundMe fund that my boyfriend and his business partners started. They're all from Australia. The F45 gym started out there. They brought them over here. And they just put together their own fundraiser. So all the proceeds are going to be donated to that and then donated directly to either the Red Cross or um, I I think because is it something with I know with GoFundMe, they take like a percentage, mm. but is it something like realize. that? Yeah, they take like 25 percent. Oh, what? I know, but it's like they've already. Oh, that's why when you donate, they give you the option of like paying right. that fee. Right. Yeah. So well, I got to keep the site going. Exactly. So I, I get it. But yeah. then I think there was something. I don't know if it's the Red Cross, like also takes a percentage or whatever that was. The so Red like, Cross is hard, I think, because they have a, do- a lot of initiatives mm-hmm. around the world. Yeah. That I think that's hard to donate in like directly to something. Yeah. But there's also that wires. Um, foundation that is like directly in australia so okay i know there's a few but obviously yeah I mean, they'll and they distribute had, the money exactly and they yeah. had said that they want it to go directly to the red cross but if there is another one by the time we wrap this campaign up then it's going there but regardless it is going to australia these yes. fires are so devastating like did you see that um satellite photo yes. of the continent of australia insane yeah and then when you put australia on the u.s it's like it's basically the same size yeah just think of the entire like u.s at some point burning it's like it's like the end of the world is what it feels it like. really is and the sad thing is too brock was just telling me it's like they're just now going into their summer and fire season and it's like they're wow. already this bad it's not going to stop anytime soon even if it's contained in one area it's getting worse than another mm-hmm. i have friends there who have been evacuated the smoke inhalation that people are getting it's they i uh somebody i follow who lives in new zealand posted a photo um of you know new zealand it's like a three-hour flight so it's yeah it's close mm-hmm. um and the skies there oh i know are the the smoke the pollution coming from the fires is so bad that now this the sky is a different color mm-hmm. in new zealand and i can only imagine the global impact that this is going to have or yeah. is you know probably already having it's it's honestly it's it's awful and it's crazy so i'm proud of you guys for for taking the initiative Thanks. to raise money to try to help i feel like i haven't been it's sad but i'm having a realization i haven't been passionate about a lot of things mm-hmm. in the last few years and just having been in Australia, literally hugging koalas and feeding kangaroos and just like seeing all the wildlife, like it just like it breaks my heart. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is something I am passionate about. Like I want to just like raise as much money as I can. Like I want to volunteer in like a koala sanctuary or just like I want to do more than just raise money. So I'm just going to until I figure out if I'm able to do yeah. that, I'm just going to keep talking about it and keep posting about it until we reach our $30,000 goal. So heck yeah. Donate people. Donate. Come to Sir. Hang out with us tonight and yeah. donate some money and help the people of Australia. Save the koalas and the kangaroos and all of all of the other animals. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's so sad. Okay. Yeah. Moving. Moving it on. Is. To yes. 
happier <clears throat> topics, but I just wanted to put that out there. Oh, and I'm going to say this again at the end of the show, assuming I remember, but before I forget, I will be live texting every episode. And I know people are like, is this really your number? Like it shows on the show that you have an iPhone, but your text messages are green. So this is through an app called Community that I am texting you because I can't have my normal inbox. It really is going to up. your phone. My friend has carpal tunnel from yes. texting everybody. I literally, you guys, like my wrists, Brock was like, Sheena, you've got to take a break from this app. Like it got oh so bad. I had, to, I had to start wearing my, my wrist brace again. <laughs> She so, has a texting injury. I do. But Help her. I promise it is really me. It is going to an <laughs> inbox. It's just not my iMessage inbox. But I've gotten so many positive messages. I love being able to interact with you guys directly. I love talking to people. Yeah. I love talking to people. I've gotten some amazing ideas from people. I want to actually give a shout out to Kimberly Ortiz. Who said um, a couple weeks ago, Hannah Burner from Summer House was on my show, or actually, no, just last week. And we were talking about doing a tour and like getting things together, like a live show. She's like, you know, St- just because Stassi's doing it, like you should still do it. Like, well, yeah, because it would be, it would be your thing. So You're different. Not, you, you wouldn't be doing, I mean, we've been trying to work out touring stuff for our book for you know, we've, we've done like a mini tour. Yeah. And we're adding stuff too. It's, I think, I think all of us should pe- be doing something. I really think yeah. all of us should be doing something, especially whatever it is that you're passionate about that you do. Exactly. And you are your own person. Yeah. And I mean, right now, like anything I do, like, I mean, even my cameos, like they're donating um, money that I'm making on cameo to the Australia wildfire. So love that. Anything I can do to help raise money for that, I'm going to continue doing. But Kimberly texted me and said, she goes, I really think you should do a tour and you should call it the It's All Happening Tour. Oh my God. Sheena, hashtag. Yeah. It's all happening. I was like, trademark it. You know, you got, (laughs) yeah, but I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's from almost famous, but that it's like, I'm literally the theme at BravoCon was it's all happening. Yes. So I'm like, I could just see that in like neon lights, like, and just to call it the it's all happening tour, because each show there could be, you know, like it's all happening. We got this, we got that. Like I have so many ideas, you guys, I'm just putting this out in the universe. Obviously it's not going to be tomorrow. I go on tour. It's going to be several months from now, but if you have any ideas, if you have things that you think you would like to see in a live show, me doing, whether it's singing, acting, dancing, interacting, Whatever it is, I want to hear all of your ideas. Because I want you and Brock to be doing your um, dirty dancing lift. That's oh my, my god! Idea. I'm gonna need that to be in every show. Yeah, thanks, bye. Yeah, um, I don't know if we could do every show because he has a career down in San Diego. Well, listen, but... Brock, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> but see, like that's like a good aspect too. Just even like things like that. It's like, oh, you know, surprise guests tonight, and then we do the dirty dancing. Oh heck song yeah! Whoever and, like... lives in that city, that I mean, you have lots of friends. Yeah. So, you know people all over the place. You could have a lot of fun with it. What's so funny, speaking of the Dirty Dancing song, so way back circa, <laughs> what, 2011, 12? 12, yeah, 11, 12. I would always have dance parties with the We Just Dance. I, I, I keep saying it. We got to bring them back. We do. We could bring them back here. I know. You have a house with hardwood floors. Yes. That is decorated, let and, me just add, because yeah, that was fucking assholes. We'll get into the episode. Yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're also trying to work out one of the rooms upstairs to be kind of just like a game, hang, like video yeah. game, like hang room and it would be perfect. I love that. Yeah. So 
After our shifts at Phil Blanc, I would always just have these little after parties. Everyone would come over. By everyone, I mean Tom and Ariana. Well, and and others. Tina and Katina and Jenna. And obviously, like Shay was always there. Shay. But Tom and Ariana were always the stars of the dance party. <laughs> because we're very competitive. Yes. And so <laughs> one of the songs that they would dance to was the Dirty Dancing, like, Time of Our Life song. Which, by the way, I would always win. Yes, always. There was one time he beat me, and it was to a Lady Gaga song, and he'll never let me forget it. <laughs> <laughs> never but the if he one was here right now he'd be like oh you didn't win every time right you didn't win every time <laughs> but at the end of that dance you guys never finished it with that move we never did the lift we no. never did the lift so and now not a lot of people can do the lift no sheena honestly you and brock defy gravity when you do that i don't <laughs> understand how it's possible but you fucking there's that picture of you guys in um tahoe yeah when you nailed it uh-huh and you can see my head in the background and my face is like oh my god <laughs> i wait oh i think i did post that maybe i'll post it again wait i swear to god i'll find it we're I'm, in like our space suits i'm like blurry in the background and i'm clearly impressed <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of become our thing. We, like, do it everywhere we go. That's cute. I need a thing. Yeah, so... Uh, Tom, well, let's get you, a thing. We need a thing. You guys have so many things. You guys, you have a lot of cute things. Thanks. I've always <laughs> said you are a couple goals. No, wait. Yeah. Thank you. Favorite couple. Um. Yeah, speaking of favorite couple, we just took a little double date trip for New Year's to Tahoe. Yes. Um. We... Ariana and I, we snowboard, but we aren't that great at it. Well, and we have both taken years off from exactly. it. Exactly. I yeah. started snowboarding when I was like 22, and it used to be way better. And then, well, I remember you used to go to used to go with like Stephen Van Allen, like all of y'all yeah. used to. You would drive out, snowboard, and then be back in time to work at Villa Blanca. I literally would. I would I, snowboard like, and work a dinner shift. How is that freaking possible? Because it's Southern California. You can I guess, surf and well, snowboard. Well, you, you grew up here too, so you're like, <laughs> whatever, we could do it. Yeah. But, oh my God, I forgot. I did yeah, used to, I used do, to that. do that. So I used to be pretty good, but after I fell and broke my teeth, I was afraid of falling when I snowboarded and that all happened well, again. Well, once you have that fear. Yeah. You, like, can't be afraid when you're doing it. No. Because when you hesitate, that's when you fall. Yeah. But we decided to take a snow trip because the yeah. boys are really good at snowboarding. And I remember Sandoval's first time on the mountain, how terrible he was. And, and now frustrated and, like... Yeah. And now he's just whipping. He's doing toe. He's doing heel. Oh, my God. He's, going, he's I'm like, so what? good. He just naturally picked it mm-hmm. up. I know. It's so annoying. Why does he have to be so good at everything? That's how Brock is. It's so annoying. I'm just like, he wakes up with like perfect hair and then like just like all of these things. Like last night, for example, we ordered Postmates not once but twice. I've actually never done that. Oh my that. God, I love a Postmates journey like yeah, that. Yeah, I've never done it. He wanted to go out for a nice dinner and then we started finishing season two of You and we're like, let's just Oh, I in. just finished season one last night. Really? I watched the whole thing in like a day because everyone yeah. kept talking about it. It's so good, you guys. Like, I really liked season one mm-hmm. except for, and this is what's putting me off of watching season two. Okay. I really did not like that end of season twist see okay so we only got to this is lame like this is lame Mm -hmm. like why how and why like i was really i don't know it just made it seem fake Mm -hmm. whereas before i was like okay this guy as as insane and over the top as like some of the things in the show are 
some of it really does feel like real and their personalities seem like they could be real. Yeah. And then the last episode, there's something that she, uh, that Beck uh-huh. does that I'm like, are you fuck like literally as it's happening, I'm like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. And I was like, now, now we're going into like shitty horror movie mm-hmm. territory. Oh, totally. And then the twist at the end of the season, I was like, fuck this. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I can watch season two now. Uh, no, season two is really good. And I also like, heard he like makes a lot of, they, there's a lot of like dumb LA cliches in season two. There are. Like that we all drink kale juice and do yoga and I'm like. It's celery juice. <laughs> and oh, how about okay, this? I was at the studio with Erica today and she was drinking fucking celery juice. <laughs> well, she's the exception <laughs> because I don't know anyone who drinks celery know, juice. But when you look like Erica Costello. Where do you get celery juice? Um, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I literally don't But people know. always talk about LA like we're just driving Priuses and drinking celery juice. And I'm like, who are these people? Yeah. And I don't also, know anyone like that. There's a part where they say there's seven things that happen in LA. And if you've seen all these seven things, you're a true like Los Angeles and you can never leave. And like one of are them. Are they legit? Or are they dumb? Some of them are legit. Because I was like, seen that, seen this, like um, a superhero, like not on Hollywood Boulevard. Like someone like dress up like that, you know, just like walking down Melrose or like things that like. Then there was another I've one. I've seen a superhero that's like the person that plays the superhero. <laughs> not on Hollywood. I thought that's what you meant. Like, oh, like if you were to see like Chris Hemsworth like at Craig's or no, something. No, like, like someone like dressed in a that. costume. Just okay. like. And then it was another one was um, like someone rollerblading in shorts. And then there was another. No. Um, what was it? Uh, there was one that, that uh, was a palm tree on fire. And I've no, never how, seen a palm tree How on would fire. a palm tree catch on fire? I don't know. But in like, one of honestly, the episodes. Like, um, a palm, like the bush. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm from Florida. And we don't, we have the tall palm trees too. But yeah. mostly we have the like bush ones. Right. Sorry. I don't yeah, know the but there were, there were a few other but things. That's re- a palm tree on fire. I know. So those are what people are talking about. The lame like LA cliche things. And it's like, okay, that's not technically but i'm like i mean there was half of the list that i'm like oh yeah that is so la like yeah that is too but i can't think of them right now but okay I mean, la is such a big city too it's like it so really weird is. to act like it's everyone like, here is the same there's like millions of people yeah here. it's like specifically like hollywood yeah they're, they're talking, talking about. about like the three square blocks that inhabit west hollywood yeah exactly <laughs> so going back to postmates yes back to postmates so, back to postmates last night after we got our dinner he really wanted ice cream so we order postmates again <laughs> and then the guy gets there and i where i live it's not like a top floor I do live like on the second floor, but it's not that far. So he's too lazy to walk, put on shoes and walk down. Oh my God. Get in the elevator, no, walk down not. and go out. So he's like, I'm just going to have him throw it up. And I was like, Brock, he's not going to throw up the ice, ice cream. Ice cream? No, he's not going to do that. Oh, so I go to the bathroom and I'm just like, just go down and get it. I come out of the bathroom. I hear him. He's like, yeah, yeah, I got it on my balcony. The Postmates guy took it out of the bag, threw it up and he caught it and walked in. I'm like, you are so annoying. I hate when your <laughs> dumb ideas work out. And right? I'm just like, no, he's not going to do that. And he was like, just tip me. Thanks. And he caught the ice cream. And oh, my God. Yeah. It was See, really you're supposed to when you have an idea like that, you're supposed to be punished. Yeah. By it not working. No, there was a couple other things recently like that that I'm like, babe, that's not going to when be- they were going to when they were not coming down the mountain and you guys had to go to the airport. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that and one. And then we made the flight. I was so annoyed that we made that flight because I wanted to be right so bad. Yeah. Well, because they were I this is OK. When people like I'm 
I am like barely a rule bender, right? Mm-hmm. Like Same. I'll bend rules sometimes, but I'm like a rule follower. Like mm-hmm. if there are rules, I typically will follow them unless I think it's ridiculous and then whatever. But most of the time there's there are rules for a reason. Yeah. Number one being you leave a certain amount of time before you have a flight so that you're not freaking out and mm-hmm. you can check your luggage and not have an issue yeah. making it on time. Especially when you have a two-hour flight to the airport. Yeah. Drive. Yeah. Yes. Oh, two-hour flight. Two-hour drive. drive. Yeah. <laughs> flight to the airport. Flight to the- yeah. yeah. And they're just like snow. Well, in their defense, I later found out that they got stuck somewhere and they had to walk. Yeah. Which I I felt bad, too, because I literally... Then, oh, Brock's phone dies. So then I have to contact Natch. Sandoval. So now I'm literally screaming at Sandoval. I'm like, <laughs> he's like, she no, yelled at me. She, I was like, I don't care. I was like, we need to go. Oh, my God. Because also, like... I shout out to Delta. I fly a lot with them. I'm a platinum medallions member. I'm very proud of my miles. All the money (laughs) I fucking spent. I deserve my three free checked bags plus my guests. So we have six free bags. So we're like, we're taking advantage of this. We brought snowsuits. Shout out to Tipsy Elves as well. Yes, Tipsy Elves. We have the cutest snowsuits. So we have literally like six snowsuits. That was two cases, uh, two suitcases alone. I brought jackets because Ariana forgot to pack jackets to go to the snow. (laughs) (laughs) I brought the one jacket that I remember to bring was like my snowboard jacket. Yeah. Not like jackets to like wear, you know, no, and we're in going life to a music festival. We went to snow globe out there like we needed to be bundled up. So I bring extra jackets for us. We have our six suitcases. They're free to check. So I'm like, if we miss this flight on Delta, there's not a later one on Delta. We're nope. going to have to get on another airline, like pay a, for six like bags. South, well, Southwest at least is not, or United, a United flight or an American flight. Yeah, I think one or bags. two or maybe, for, but I'm like, still, regardless, we're now paying for the flight. We're now paying for these extra bags. This yes. is going to be like a $600 change. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm not paying for this. He can fucking pay for it. But Turns out that he got down from the mountain just enough time to get in the car, drive to the airport, wrap the snowboard in a blanket because we didn't have a bag for his snowboard, wrap it in a blanket, check all the bags, get to the gate, still had time for a glass of wine before we boarded our flight. Oh my God. I was so, I was happy we made the flight. And we left on time and we didn't have time for a glass of wine before our flight. The flight that had got in was like de-boarding or de-planing, whatever it's called, like when we got there. So we had a little extra time. Wow. I was like, hurry up, hurry up. And then I get to the gate and I was like, oh shit, we're not even boarding yet. Damn it. (laughs) And then he shows up and he's like, see, and I'm like, Ew. you're so annoying oh, i like so frustrating i wanted to miss the flight just to be right <laughs> <laughs> but i'm like i don't want my boyfriend to have to pay six hundred dollars but well, i just yeah like, of course it's like you want to make the flight but you also don't want to be like yeah you ugh, i hate when people break the rules and they don't get in trouble i know and it, this happens all the time <laughs> like, he how do i tattle he just uses his accent and gets his way oh, all of the time. I, oh, yeah. People hear his accent and they're like, whatever you want. Exactly. Sir. And then when they see him in person, it's especially oh, whatever yeah, you want, yeah. Aquaman. Like, you can have whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I mean, when it benefits me, I love it. But sure. it's still so annoying. I'm like, I never get this. Like, okay. Speaking of things that like I never get, I want to kind of get into the episode a little bit. We're not doing like a Vanderpump Rules like um, recap podcast here. Sure, but, but I it's, do. It's happening. It's my life, and I do. It's your life. I want to yeah. point out a few things in the episode because I think it's coming off so far. Obviously, that I'm jealous of Dana because she's dating Max. Like, yeah, and I even said I was like, Sheena has no issue with anyone else 
that Max is hooked up with. Like, so it's not about Max. Exactly. And then Lala's like, oh, well, or Dana, whoever said it was like, oh, it's because they're not hooking up with him right now. I'm like, okay. I, I, but after, I can't, I, uh, yeah. Before and after me, one of the other girls, I, I don't want to like put her on blast, but one of the sure. other girls who works at TomTom, who kind of looks like me, he, oh, yeah. her name starts with this letter. Yes. He, I guess was hooking up with her before me and then right after me and like whatever we've been friends the whole time I've always been cool with her so even when they were hooking up again like I don't care it just it's not the hookup that's bothering you no what was bothering me and I mean I don't know if I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this but what bothered me is she's new to the show to our group of friends and all of a sudden episode two you're seeing her career what she's trying to do with her career on the show and but all- episode 5,000 that you've been on. Yeah. We've never seen you podcasting. No. And we've never seen your show in Vegas. That was a success. No. We've like, never seen you buying your home in Palm Springs. No, my fitness line. I had your like- fitness line that um, I wear all the time. I know. I love it. So it's again, so great. selling everything. That's, but that's what I'm saying. But it's, I understand your struggle because I've been reduced my my you know my I'm not gonna say storyline because that's not how our show works no. it's not about storylines they follow and they, or they don't follow yeah but I have been frustrated in the past at times when I've felt like my existence is reduced to my relationship mm-hmm. when I'm like uh, okay but that's not my life isn't that's not how things work yeah and I'll see people say things like well what does Ariana do besides date Tom Sandoval um excuse me <laughs> uh, <laughs> you do a lot if you only knew yeah so it's like people would know if they were shown what you're working on so I understand your frustration in that I think it's amazing that they're showing what Dana works hard on and Absolutely. what she's passionate about but I feel like that should be it should be given for to every cast member especially the women on our show whether you like them or not, whether we get along or not, every woman on our show is passionate about something and yeah. works hard on something. Some of them you see it, some uh-huh. of them you don't. I don't know whose decision that is. I don't but know, but I think it should change. Exactly, because literally all you see about me is boy crazy Sheena who's desperate for a man and doesn't do anything else but work at Sir. And I'm like, that is literally like 10% of my life, maybe. Right. So like, let's see the full you. And I'm also like a very flirtatious person. I always have been. And there were so many things. So, okay, going back to Dana. So it really, it was not a personal thing. I was just like frustrated that not only is like this part of her life being shown immediately, but the fact that everyone is going to support her show and you and Tom are the only people and Brittany. Brittany came as well. The only people who came and supported my show in Vegas. Yeah. Which, by the way, I laughed my ass off and Thank I had you. a really great time. <laughs> and like, yeah, I get it. It wasn't in the valley. It wasn't around the corner. But almost every person in our friend group was in Vegas within those five months I that mean, I was doing the show. I'll play cameraman. I'll take some cell phone video if you need me to. <laughs> like, just give me credit. Yeah. So that, that if you want to say I was jealous of anything, that is what I was jealous yeah, of. Yeah, I would be jealous of that too, to be fair. It wasn't I, about I, If I felt like you know which honestly now that i think about it i'm like if if this season all however many episodes we have goes by Mm -hmm. and you're not seeing how hard we worked to make this beautiful stunning fantastic cocktail bug yeah 
I will be really fucking pissed. Yeah. And I'll be jealous of Dana. Exactly. <laughs> She's my friend and yeah. I love her and I talk to her every day. I'll tell her straight up to her face. Mm-hmm. So jealous. They show what you're passionate about and they show what you're working hard yeah. on. Didn't show if, if that happens. Yes. If we r- wind up in, in June or whenever, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll report back. Yes. Because <laughs> I might feel the same fucking way. Exactly. And I mean, your book, I mean, I had to buy two because I need one for my house, one Thanks, for my apartment. Steve. But it is the most beautiful piece of artwork. It's oh, not just thank like you. it's not just like a recipe book. Like I mean, the amount of money and time you guys oh put my gosh. into that is it's, incredible. Yeah, it's a it's a you know blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, like literal blood. I'm pretty sure we cut cut ourselves at some point. You know, photographing, <laughs> jumping in the pool, like all this stuff. Like, I know when I saw that picture of you, I was like, oh, she really went in the pool. Oh yeah. <laughs> And the look on my face, oh, the wide-eyed look on my face yeah. is because I realized as I was moving in that direction that there were lit birthday candles. And I was going this oh. way. And I had that thought of if the if the cake smacks the water yeah. and stays and my face goes, oh am, am I going to burn my face on birthday candles? That's the, that's the look of terror. <laughs> Didn't happen, luckily. But that's like a one-take shot. Oh yeah, you one take. It's it. That's it. Yeah. Well, it was a great shot. So, <laughs> if you guys have not bought Tom and Ariana's cocktail fancy AF, yeah. Book, what are you doing? If yeah. you haven't, like, literally, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, it's available on Amazon. You can Amazon, get it Barnes and Noble, Barnes and Noble Target, Indie Bound, Hudson. If you go to fancyafcocktails.com, there's a list of all the places you can order online. Um, but it's also in stores. Yeah. And it ha- it features um, our fantastic co-author, Danny Pellegrino. So. I know. I, I got to get him best. back on the podcast. We had so much fun. He is just. Especially now that the show's back on. Yeah. Like, we need to do a podcast swap. He's so good. Yeah. I need you. Yeah. I need you to. Um, ben and Ronnie from Watch What Crappens. Uh-huh. Their vocal impression of you on our show is like maybe one of my favorite things. Like it makes me laugh so hard and it's like they never do it in a way where I'm like, oh, that, you know, like it's so, just so oh, endearing and lovely and beautiful. It's just. I need to listen to that. Oh, my God. I cry. La- I Like I listen to their podcast. I cry laughing. I think they're the ones who took over my Twitter handle when I changed it to just Sheena. Oh, I really? feel like the, it was some. I think it was that podcast took like the at Sheena Marie handle or something. Ooh, I don't remember what it was, but it was something that they're like, oh, well, since you're not using this anymore, I was like, go for it. OK, fun. Yeah. Um, OK, so we covered the Dana jealousy thing. I just wanted sure, to clear yes. that up because hey, you might have more people, you know, I might be on your I might be on the jealousy train here. <laughs> Depending on how things go. It just, it, it was just frustrating. And I'm like, get it, you know, whatever. You're going to see me yeah. cry a lot more in future episodes as you have seen me with my inhaler on previews, which we'll get more into as those episodes air. I'll explain more <laughs> of that backstory. But um, just to stick on the topic of the episode we all saw last night, Max, after I saw oh, Max, just I, ugh, after I saw just that one lunch scene in his interview bites, I stopped watching the episode and started rage texting him. Uh, we have gotten so close as friends, and I need to remind myself this was in May. We weren't even that close as friends back in May. Like I get it, but right. the things he said legitimately hurt my feelings. I, uh, yeah, I also feel like the things 
I some of the things I'm seeing in his interview bites, I'm just like, that's that doesn't sound like you. Like Max is over here at my house, like daily. Yeah. Like uh, almost all the time. I see him all the time. He's always here. And, I, you know, I just feel like I'm not seeing the Max I know and love when I'm watching it. I'm feeling like this is like, yeah. I don't know what's going on, but he's coming across not good. No. And as you saw at the end of this episode, the preview for next week, I call him out for exactly that. I'm like, this is not the person I dated no. last year. And, and Max is the, the Max I know. It's not the person I would never could never imagine him sitting there and be like, I'm a good looking guy, like blah, blah, blah. He's I don't never, have trouble with the ladies. He's <laughs> never spoken like that. He's never spoken like that in front of me ever, ever, ever. And I see him all the time. Oh, these poor newbies don't know what the fuck I, they're doing. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, sometimes you just you get caught up. Yeah. You get caught up in a moment and something comes out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and you learn real quick. Yeah. At our <laughs> premiere party last week, his mom and my mom met for the first time. I love his mom. And became friends. And they've been like messaging. She's just like, how do you do? And it's like, oh, this is only episode two. <laughs> I know. It's going to get so much worse. Yeah. But what <laughs> bothered me so much is a couple things he said. First, when he's like, she got off birth control, but she has to freeze her eggs because she's so okay, much older than me. Okay, but you're freezing your eggs. You're not trying to have a child. Exactly. Quite. I'm like, the opposite. I'm like, how about you just wrap it up? You know, like, <laughs> you're just like, I'm not trying to get pregnant. I'm not on birth control. I'm going to need you to wrap that shit and up I'm, because I'm not trying to get pregnant. Exactly. I'm trying to freeze my I'm eggs. I'm telling you Can that. you get it together, I'm not please. trying to trap you, 26-year-old bar manager. Okay? Like, <laughs> sorry. I would, like, I love you, Max, but, like, I was not trying to trap you into having a baby. I was planning on freezing oh my, my eggs months before I even met him. For months. Well, yeah, you have to plan ahead. And so the night that I met Max, and I, we can go back and listen to the podcast I did with him. I don't remember if we talked about this. But the night that I... Ooh, that would be interesting. Right? I know. And then I'm going to get him back on in a few weeks, too, just nice. to give him more shit. <laughs> but the night I met him, it was after a Dodgers playoff or World Series game. Adam and I got in a huge fight that night. He told me, and I quote, to go to fucking hell and lose his number. And so I was like, because why exactly? Oh, because get this, because we went to, um, we went to a club. I don't go to clubs, but he had his friends from FSU in town that night. They wanted to go they out. Wanna, yeah, it yeah. was like Halloween time. It was like a costume party. I was like, Oh, we'll just wear our Dodger gear and whatever. Sure. So we go to this club. He gets blackout drunk. His phone. I, I don't know if his phone died or his credit card got declined or whatever it was. He needed me to call an Uber for him. So I call him an oh Uber. Gosh. It's on the corner because they can't turn this way on Hollywood for whatever reason. So I'm like, your Uber is here. It's on the corner. Oh, no, actually, his phone didn't die because he texted me to go to fucking hell. So I think it was oh, just... Oh, right, right. He didn't have the money he for an Uber. He just didn't have the money. Who doesn't yeah. have money for an Uber? Yeah. So he starts texting me like he can't so like find the guy. Dollars? I know. Exactly. Okay. I'm from Hollywood to West Hollywood. Really? I'd be like, start singing and dancing outside. Maybe you can collect $5. Yeah. So Pasco. I'm on the phone with the uber driver like trying to tell him like what he's wearing where to pick him up i guess they couldn't link up for whatever reason so the ride gets canceled he walked home from hollywood and vine to santa monica and la cienega he walked all the way home and said it was my fault and to go to fucking oh my hell. god yeah and never speak to him again 
And I was just like, whatever. So literally his friends, his own friends from college are going out with me that night. They're like, fuck it. Let's go to Tom Tom. Like, let's go out. So why did he even go home then in the first place? I don't know. He was like so moody. I guess. I don't know what it was that like pissed him off. But he just like wanted to go home. Like he would always get that where it was like when he it was like a child throwing a tantrum. Like, I want to go home now. Like, I want to go to Disneyland. It was just like, (laughs) oh child so that night i'm like fuck you dude so we go to tom tom i'm like let's just go to my friend's bar let's have some good drinks let's forget about this yeah that's the night i actually like really met max like i had seen him in passing over the past few months when they had been open Mm -hmm. but that was the first night i met him and i had heard from logan and a few of the other servers there that he had a crush on me and was always asking about me and was like super interested in me And I'm just like, "Ah, he's a lot younger than me. Like, I don't know about this. Yeah. But that night we were like really hitting it off. And the night before, I remember I was at Tom Tom and something happened with a really drunk fan who like grabbed one of my friends and was just being like really drunk and rude. Mm -hmm. And security had to take them out. And he started like punching and like remember i heard about this guy yeah 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 yeah. and so it was like a huge fight broke out and i felt like it was my fault because i like asked them to make this guy leave because he was being disrespectful yeah but that i think he had also been in there before and they were like they had their eye on him already like he's not really welcome no so i felt so bad that night that that happened and when i got home i went to text max and be like oh my god i'm so and i realized i don't know you and i don't have your phone number yeah so then the next night we go back and I was just like, oh, my God, I was like, I went to text you last night and realized I don't have your number. And he's like, oh, we should change that. We exchange numbers. We go and get drinks the next night. Totally hit it off. I went to Chicago for a few days for Halloween. I came back. He picked me up at the airport, said he's never picked up anyone at the I'm airport sorry, before. He picked you up mm-hmm. at LAX? Yeah. Yeah. That's like LAX is like the whatever inner ring of hell. Yeah. And then I had like gotten sick I when don't I was pick in Chicago. Anybody up from LAX? No, picks pick me up from the airport. Mom up from LAX. Yeah, it's like I'll call you an Uber. <laughs> call her an Uber. <laughs> LA exit. You just hop on this shuttle. Well, now that that's a thing, uh, I know it might be different next time. Right? But if it's our mom. Yeah. But yeah. Still. So like that night, I remember like it was like soup, popcorn. Let's watch a movie. Let's cuddle. Like all these things to make me feel better because I was sick. Even had like pulled Adam aside after like because then of course like we made up and we're like he's like I'm sorry for saying that shit and I'm like well whatever it's too late like boom like met someone else and like yeah, I mean bye bitch. Adam and I were never technically dating. So no, you weren't. No, and so so you can do whatever you want. Exactly, but out of respect for him. I told him in person, like, I'm interested in Max. Max sat him down in person, was like, I'm interested in Sheena. Like, this was a thing. And then it just, you know, progressed very quickly. And then it ended very quickly because of him. I mean, yes, 26 and 33. Like, we didn't have a ton in common. And that was the main reason why I didn't want to date him. But he just kept being like, I'm more mature than, like, most guys my age. Like, I've been running a bar since I was, like, before I was 21. Since I was, like, 19. Like, this and that. Yeah, and I was like, okay, but... he has his shit together. Like, I was just like. Yeah, he has his shit together. I think Max has his shit together. But that doesn't mean that he's, like, on your level in terms of, in terms of like, relationships. No. And so yeah. for him to say that, like. Oh, like to make the comment that I'm older and in a different place. I'm like, this is why I didn't want to date you. However, you, which you guys will see next week. Now he's trying to make it seem like that's the reason why he didn't want to date you. Exactly. Even though he was telling people that he was like mature for his age. So when I can. Max, I love you, but. Same. Bro, get your shit together. Same. (laughs) So when I confront him next week and we haven't seen this episode yet. 
But that day, I um, I didn't have any of the text messages saved because when I'm done with someone, delete, like... Oh, really? Unfollow. Like, I just deleted the chat oh, because wow. I didn't want to see it. But I remembered when things were cute, I sent Logan a bunch of screenshots because I was like, oh, oh my God, yeah. like, look at all these things he's saying to me and, like, butterflies and, like, all this shit. And so when it came time that I was like, no, like, I'm going to confront him. I texted Logan. I was like do you by chance still have our conversation and like the screenshots? Like, can you go in the info? And he had everything. Yes. So I was like, Receipts. Hey Max, let me just read you a few things you said to me. And I'm like, remember all of these things. So like, yeah. don't make me again, look like I'm fucking crazy. When you were the one I was like, I don't want to date. I don't want to date. You're too much. You're a lot younger than me. But I was like, you know what? As much as it doesn't seem like the right time or the right person necessarily because it's of the age right difference. Now, so it's like, who, let's just see what, you know, whatever. He was giving me everything Adam wasn't and everything I wanted. All the and attention nice, and the nice. And it's fun. And mm -hmm. it's, yeah, of course. So to then see that, that pissed me off. To then go in an interview and say that all I talked about was photo shoots, music, and emojis, and I wasn't oh, enlightening. I didn't enlighten him. Oh my I'm God. sorry, 26-year-old. How, how would you like me to enlighten you? Yeah, exactly. What deep talks do you want to get into? And then when I was thinking about it, I'm like, I didn't even have any photo shoots last November. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, I was working on music then, like, sure, but that's definitely not all we talked about. So Yeah. Also, like... If you're just fucking somebody, are you really trying to, like, have those kinds of conversations anyway? Yeah, and the way it started out was very casual. And then it was, like, progressing so quickly because of him, because of all the things he was saying and the things that he wanted. And he also was so supportive of me freezing my eggs. Was, like, team Sheena freezes her eggs. Like, yeah. literally. And so then, you know, six months later or eight, however many months later, to see him say these things, it was hurtful. And I'm like... It's just the fact that to say that, like, I have no depth, like, I'm just this superficial fucking airhead who only talks about music and emojis. I'm like, you know who talks about emojis? Max. <laughs> Specifically Max. Because when we exchanged numbers and started talking, he's like, okay, so, like, now we need an emoji for, like, our contact photo. What? Like, like in our contact, he was, like, asking me what my favorite emoji was. And I'm like, I mean, oh my like, God, I love the unicorn. So he put a unicorn and I was like, what's yours? And he's like, I like the monkey. I was like, okay. So I put a monkey for him. Oh my God. And then to continue the emoji conversation, he goes, oh, he's like, guess what? He's like, I added an extra emoji. He's like, cause your nails are always like really pretty. And then he goes, so I added the nail emoji. And I was like, well, since you okay. were born in Hawaii, I'll add the Shaka emoji. The emoji <laughs> conversation started with him. Let me just say that. <laughs> so and whatever. <laughs> yeah, and that's all. Um, all right, let's move on to the other guy. Sure. Brett. Oh, Brett. Oh, thirsty Brett. See, okay, my experience with Brett has been obviously very different from yours. Mm -hmm. My experience with Brett is that he's been nothing but a sweetie and, you know. To your face, and then you see his interviews I, and things he says to Lisa behind your back. Yeah, I'm <laughs> curious, you know, later on what's going to be said behind my back. I, I mean, I guess I don't know yet. Um yeah, so far I've I've my interactions with Brett have always been, you know, he's sweet. Yeah. And seems like he maybe needs some like guidance, mm -hmm. but like I don't know. Which him I was literally level. specifically trying to give him guidance. You're new to Sir, you're new to LA, you're new to this whole experience. And Lisa asked me to look after him and kind of take him under my wing and show him the ropes. So that's exactly what I was doing. And in the process of doing that, 
Yeah, I'm, out. I'm, yeah. He kissed me. We were flirty, but like, even like, I don't even know how much of this you're gonna see. <laughs> but it's like he's like, oh my god, I need to like open a dictionary and show her what friends mean. I'm like, does friends mean coming over, getting drunk, and then making out with me in my kitchen? Like, did I act like you were getting down on one knee? Like, what what part about that? Have I acted as if... See, I'm like, I wonder ugh. where he's getting that from. I don't know. It doesn't seem But like... it was just so... The way our conversations were all summer and the way we interacted with each other, now seeing the things he was saying at that same time behind my back, I'm like, you're a fucking fraud. You're fake. You literally will just do... He's... I'm a people pleaser. He is that to an extreme. He will do and say whatever you know, anyone wants. He is wants. a people ple- He is a people pleaser. Yeah. I feel like I yeah, he is a people pleaser. And I don't, I just think he also he doesn't want anybody to be mad at him. No. But in the process, which is something that Sheena you've you've been through. Mhm. When you don't want anybody to be mad at you, you're just like, oh, "I just want to make everyone happy." In the process, then nobody's happy. Exactly. Cuz then it's like, "We need to know you. Like who are you?" Because if you just go with what people want from you, mm-hmm. then you lose yourself Ugh, in the process. so annoying. And even, oh my God, the part when we're at Sir and I was like uh, talking about freezing my eggs and I was like, oh, was that an offer? Like that wasn't even the whole conversation. He was making jokes about like, oh, you just need to find the right sperm to fertilize your eggs. And I'm like, is that oh an offer? God. Like it was a joke. <laughs> Where's the HR department? Oh God, whatever. <laughs> Calling Anyways, HR. Saying I'm a bad kisser when at first he was like, because it went. I was so uncalled for. It was so Number rude. one. Second of all, I've kissed you and you're a great kisser. Thank you. Yeah. What the fuck? And then Jax goes on Watch What Happens Live. is like, yeah, yeah, I've heard that around town. I'm like, Jax, you don't oh know anyone God. I've hooked up with. What are you talking about? anything. Ugh, so annoying. But God. Whatever. I saw Stassi was like, I can vouch. Sheena's yes. an amazing kisser. Thank you, yeah, Stassi. Yeah, Sheena, you have very soft, very nice lips, and you're a great, you are a great kisser. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, so it. Yeah, so fuck off, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on yes. to you and Lisa. Moving on, yes. Okay. I feel like you are one of the only employees of hers who actually has stood up to her and said your opinion and how you feel. Not even just in defense of your boyfriend, but just... In general, did that give you anxiety knowing that you were going to like have cameras and have to stand up to her? Yeah, uh, it did. My anxiety came not so much from talking to her because I feel like, yes, Lisa is a very intimidating person, but she's also, um, as I've learned over the last year, I would say like in the beginning, it's very like, sometimes she can seem a little bit like um not real you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying like everything's perfect everything's you know people are kept at an arm's length sometimes so sometimes it feels like you don't know who the real person is right I've learned over the last year so much more and I feel so much closer and more like that she is really like the kind of person that I could talk to she Mm -hmm. is a real person with real feelings and emotions and and things like that um to rewind back to when I talked to her at that engagement, well, at the finale. Yeah. It's the last night of filming. If you want to talk to her, you better fucking do it. Um, So um, when I talked to her that night, I feel like talking to her generally wasn't what was, what made it difficult. It Mm -hmm. was knowing it was, it was the filming aspect of it that I feel like 
added so much to that anxiety. Right. Because what happens is, you know, Lisa and I can talk about something. We can work through it. I can say, I didn't agree with this, this, and this, and this. Mm -hmm. And she can say, well, here's why, or here's what's the deal. And I don't agree with how you handled it or whatever. We can talk about stuff like in the way that people do. Um, But what ends up happening is, you know, an hour long or a 30 minute long or two hour long sometimes conversation gets whittled down to a couple minutes, a couple minutes. And when that happens, you lose context. Sometimes you Mm -hmm. lose um, and that's that, that's no one's fault. It's no. just the nature of yeah. We have what, 42, the, 44 minutes to make a show. Yeah, they with can't nineteen sh- cast members. They can't. They can't use you know uh, two episodes to cover me and Lisa sitting down at CERN talking. No. Like they can't do it. No. Um, it would be ridiculous. No one would want to watch. They'd be like, wow. And I feel like I'm watching. What is it like? Um, not the Bachelor. Uh, Big Brother. They do like a live. Feed. Oh yeah. It would be like that. Right. You know. And so what made the nerve wracking part is knowing that it is going to get whittled down to such a short thing, not knowing what's going to get kept and what isn't. Mm -hmm. And then knowing that the people who are watching it are only going to see what's there and not see like they can't be there Mm -hmm. to see the real the two hour long conversation. Like they can't be there to see that. So their opinions are going to be based off of what they're sh- shown on on the show. Yeah. And they can be, you know, on one side of the situation or the other side or both. Sometimes people are, I feel like for the most part, people are really, they're like, look, these are real people. They're working through their real problems. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, good luck to them. You know, obviously there's more that we're not seeing. Like right. they, most people can objectively look at the show and understand that I love that. I love you guys, but there's like, I would don't think I could do it without those people. Yeah. But then there are, uh, there is that sliver of people who are very loud and very aggressive Mm -hmm. and also very wrong. Yeah. And very toxic. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes with all social media in general and all just life in general. What ends up happening is then those people are the ones that make it very nerve wracking to do because you're, you're, you want to be, yourself and you want to be open and honest and be able to have those difficult conversations with someone like Lisa mm-hmm. who that's very that's a difficult conversation to have yeah or if me and you have an issue like that's a difficult conversation to have you want to be able to be vulnerable and have those kinds of talks mm-hmm. without worrying about like someone's going to tell me to kill myself yeah. or whatever totally. or or think that I'm a, I always find it very obvious when I'm watching the show when audio is spliced. Yeah. Apparently it's not <laughs> obvious to everyone. Um, I was like, I said something before that. Yeah. Or <laughs> I said, you know, it's the things that, you know, Tom is bringing home and obviously I'm very pat. I can tell when that that's been cut off. Mm-hmm. Tom is, is not uh, uh, the reason why I feel the way I feel. Yeah. I'm going to talk to Lisa and be fair. I was like, you know, fuck in that moment, that, that conversation at sir, I was very much like, I don't care if this does take two hours Yeah, and they can cut around things that they can legally say or legally not say Mm -hmm. that's up to them. But I'm going to be very open and honest with how and why I felt the way I felt, not the glossy for show version. Exactly. The glossy for show version is that, you know, Oh, you were rude. That, that's no, we're yeah. going to get into the nitty gritty. And we did. 
And it was a really, really lovely conversation. Yeah. I'm not blaming shit on Tom. Are you fucking kidding me? No. And that audio is so obviously spliced. But again, I feel like our yeah. ears are trained. Or like when Dana says, to quit my job in healthcare sales. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm like, did they just make you say the words healthcare sales? <laughs> like, what the heck? To fill in that blank? Um, but yeah, it's, it's the, that tiny sliver of toxicity that makes things scary. Yeah. And you have to try so hard not to dwell on that and focus on the, on the positive and focus on the constructive criticism and the people who are very, and on a, obviously when we were at BravoCon, I felt like it was all those people. Mm-hmm. It's only that sliver. And of course, our brains naturally want to focus on like that one yeah. glaring spot. Totally. And it's so frustrating. Because like I'm, you and I were saying how it's like, I know we, I don't know if you still do. I stopped. But in the beginning, we would block everyone. Every negative comment, block, block, block. Yeah, because I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But then it got to the point where I'm like, I'm losing followers by blocking people. <laughs> so I'd I should go back through my up. block list and just unblock everybody. <laughs> right. See what happens. But um, one thing that you and I were saying recently is how it's frustrating when people say something that's incorrect yes. and I want to correct them. It's like, I don't want to, you know, ignore all of the positive comments, but I do want to correct the people who are wrong because it's like, if you don't like me or this situation for the right reason, okay, you just don't fuck with me. That's fine. Yeah, it happens. But if you're going to like, I was just reading all of these comments. Someone posted something about me today and it was like desperado Sheena. And every comment was like, Oh, I feel so bad for her. She's so pathetic. She, it's so sad. She needs a man. She, She's so desperate. I'm like, not at all. You were single for like three years? Yeah, like two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. But it was like, I was living my best life. You just didn't see it because the guys who I was dating didn't want to film a television show. Yeah, I saw somebody recently was like, oh, where's that one guy? Why isn't he on the show? And I was like, he wouldn't sign a release. (laughs) (laughs) But one thing with you on the show that I think is so amazing is you've always been so vulnerable and you, I think it, it worked in like, I know in the beginning it was harder, especially like I'll never get over the season that you and I fought. That's my biggest and only regret on the show. I hated it. It was the worst. And like seeing you cry in the back of that cab, like with Tom, Oh my God. It broke my heart. It was rough. But I know like back then it was harder for you to open up, especially on camera. And now I mean, from, hating your vagina to everything <laughs> with your depression like those are things that so many people can relate to and I just commend you for that because it's not easy to do it's yeah what sucks is that it, it, no it's not easy to do but what happens is that in a, in a moment it's like uh you know it's there it's like right there mm-hmm. and so you say it and then then you can never not you can never take it back not talk about it. yeah then it's like uh dang it yeah i really thought i could squeak that one by you guys but <laughs> nope <laughs> i mean depression you know. specifically i think is such a relatable thing that so many people are going to understand i mean i take Wellbutrin daily more for anxiety but it is also an antidepressant and this past summer for reasons I can't discuss on here, but there was something work related that was really devastating that happened. And 
for me, it, it just it put me in this depression that I hadn't been in for a long time. And as much as I did not want a boyfriend or relationship at that time, it was just like everyone I was dating. It just it was just such a downer. And it just put me in a funk. I was in a really bad place and I was really depressed for like six months. I'm freezing my eggs. I'm injecting myself with hormones. I'm crying. Every oh, my day. God. I'm uh, that the hormonal thing. I when I'm on my period or like about to get when my basically when my hormones are like mm -hmm. raging or whatever is happening. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, I'm on it right now. Oh, my God. Like Doc, he's like, oh, that Sheena's back. I'm like, oh, <laughs> man. You I remember there was one time and I knew it and I was like, Tom. It, oh, it was literally like right when we were like in, like when we first got to Tahoe and I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, I'm like cranky and yeah. I'm. And I'm like impatient and, and I'm like, didn't, it was like the night before you guys got there and he's like, I don't know what else to suggest. I've suggested that we do this and do that. And I'm like, I don't want to do any of it. <laughs> you want to go back to the room? No, I don't want to do that either. Like, it was just like, everything was just wrong. Yeah. And I just remember I said something like that. And the look on his face is like, you could tell he was like, yeah, it's definitely, I can tell like he knew Yeah. because it's like, oh my God. So I can't imagine injecting yourself with like hormones and and i don't know how you know when people are pregnant and their hormones are crazy like my hormone hormones when they're when i'm like just on my period i'm literally an insane person i should be committed mm -hmm. like oh my god put yeah. me in a straight jacket and throw me in the corner and i've realized when i'm not on birth control like you would think like taking those hormones or whatever it is that that makes you crazy mm -hmm. but when i'm not on it like right now as i'm gearing up for round fucking three of freezing my eggs trying to get ariana on board with me to do this with me mm -hmm. just in case you change your mind i'm on a little or if, I wanna or if you want to donate people. exactly I want all of my same-sex friends to be able to have babies. Yeah, and I love that. And they I can think have all of them. You should absolutely do it with me. I'll think about it. But I feel like when I'm not on birth control, I don't know what it is. It's like my body's not used to not having that in it that I go fucking crazy. Like last month on my period. I haven't period, been on birth control since I was 26. And yeah, but I mean, I don't know what it is. It just... Ugh, I've been losing my mind. I lately. wonder if I was on birth control, if I would be hornier. Are you? Mm. Are you See, no, that's the thing. Because when I was on the Nuva ring, it like I lost my sex drive. Mm. I also was in an unhappy marriage. But even like, wait, remember that time you lost it? Oh, yeah, it, it <laughs> fell out. Couldn't find it. I think <laughs> I think Salem or Penny found it. Oh my god! <laughs> because like I remember two, that. <laughs> two weeks later, it was like with all the sock monkeys, like, <laughs> the straws, the plastic straws you like to fetch. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, but I felt like since I got off birth control, I feel like my sex drive is higher. So I mean, who the fuck? You know I what I read an article about? Like, a re I mean, we're talking like caught like a long ass time ago mm -hmm. i was reading something about how um people who because of the hormonal thing and like if somebody you know listens to your podcast and is like ariana you're a fucking idiot whoever wrote that article doesn't know what they're talking about go ahead and let me know but i read an article that was about how like this woman was on birth control for like forever forever mm -hmm. forever and in her 30s she stopped taking it because mm -hmm. her and her husband were gonna have a kid mm -hmm. She off birth control was like not attracted to her husband. Interesting. 
And I was like, wait, what? And then the article is about how because the hormonal differences could possibly make you like attracted to different aspects of a person. And if like what you, I don't know. It sounded like, I was like, oh my God, no. What if, like, what if I started taking birth control and I wasn't like, oh, now I don't think Tom's hot or something like that would be awful. (laughs) (laughs) But then I'm like, but what if I started taking it and I just got really horny? Like, I don't know. Wait, I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to look this up. I'm going to look it up. And maybe now I what just... What if I... I'm, what if I dreamt this? I have to look it up. <laughs> I mean, maybe now too, like I have such a high sex drive because I'm dating someone I'm so attracted to, not just physically, but like <gasps> mentally, like we're just very... Somebody wrote mentally. about it again no in way. January of 2019. So I think this is real. Mm-hmm. Birth control might change. It's on Vice. Birth control might change who women feel attracted to. Interesting. Weird. Uh, hmm. I'll send it to you. Post it on your podcast website. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Supplemental but, reading right. to this episode. Got it. All right. <laughs> but I love homework. <laughs> Going back to the relatable oh, yes, yes, topic yes. of depression. Sorry. Yeah. How? See, this is how hard I'll avoid talking about I it. I know, but <laughs> I just, I just want to touch on it because it is something that so many of us just in our friend group, but also just people in the world can relate to. Well, the scary part. Okay. So for me, I, and obviously throughout the season, I can't get away from, it's like you talk about something once. Mm-hmm. And you're not allowed to not talk about it. So I'm sure How you'll be. How long have you struggled with depression? Um, probably since I was like a teenager. Yeah. I just feel like my mind has always been in some sort of like overdrive mm-hmm. in certain ways. And um, I I think that it's hard for me to just be like, I enjoy, like I just think of, I think I'm, con- I'm just maybe thinking too much. I don't know. Overactive yeah. something with my brain. And it tends to end up in these like spirals. So, like, if there's a negative thought, like, I'll spiral on that negative thought. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to spiral on a positive thought, if that makes sense. I'm the same way. So, I get that. Yeah. And then when that happens, of course, then it it flows over into everything else. And it's hard for me. And it's, like, feels to me like I don't know how to control it or block it or... So, I've, I've, I've learned over the years... That, um, I mean, and this is definitely something I think since I was like a teenager to the the age where you start thinking about like the world and life Mm -hmm. and beyond just like, you know, little things. Um, and I think that there's been things that have happened to me, um, that are really, that were out of my control that were really bad. Um, whether it's whatever traumas, right? Okay. Mm -hmm bad traumas and I think that I've tried to attribute healing from those traumas and like and really getting past those traumas with like being like okay and then once I get there I'll be good Mm -hmm. or you know so it's like okay so I feel like I've really dealt with my grief I feel like I've dealt with um, past trauma from the emotionally abusive relationship that I was in. I feel like I've yeah. actively put in the work to deal and heal from those 
those things. Mm-hmm. Not to say that they're gone and f- forever. No. But I at least have coping mechanisms now for those specific things. Okay. Then it's like, but I'm still feeling, I still have like thing. It just still feels like there's an, un, like I said in the episode, an undercurrent. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm, my book is fucking sick. Publishing this book. It's sick. I have a, career goal huge career goal i've accomplished this career goal i'm super stoked about that i'm moving into my i moved in my dream house with my dream man it's beautiful i love thank your house. you it's my favorite out of all of them oh thank you i won't <laughs> tell anyone you said that yeah um but then it's like why is this undercurrent it's like you know then i'm like okay right this isn't going to go away. Mm-hmm. And then what's, I think what really scared me in the months leading up to, to filming and during filming around the time this episode was shot is that I started to think about, um, you know, people who are, you hear of like celebrities, some of our, the funniest, most talented, wealthiest, you know, you know, you think like maybe it's from like, what is it that I can fix? Right. You know, what can I control? Well, maybe if I work harder and make more money and then it's like, but it's still there because it's an imbalance in my brain. Mm -hmm. And then I realized there are people who are celebrities that we admire, we look up to who lose that battle Mm -hmm. and they lose it at like 65. Yeah. And you're like, well, fuck, I'm going to have to from now until 65, 100, if I want to beat this. I have to have systems in place every day Mm -hmm. and make sure that I am on top of my fucking shit in terms of this brain disorder Yeah, to make sure that I don't lose this because what I'm doing is not working and thinking that it's revolving around one specific issue. Those are, that's a separate thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's kind of where I was at. I, the one thing I don't really like that they, I feel like was, was being s- slightly skewed in this direction. I wasn't not decorating my house because I was depressed. The way it was cut sounded yeah. like, have you been, de- how, did you decorate your house? I'm like, no. And when she asked me why all of a sudden, I'm sorry guys. <laughs> she asked me why. And then boom, my hair is longer and the lighting's different. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, you know, I that's not the answer. The answer to why isn't the house completely decorated is because it's a 5,000 square foot house. Yeah. And we're very particular about what we're putting in it. And a lot of the stuff that we have in here now is stuff that was either custom or, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And once we start filming, it's like you really can't you can't be here working with I can't I don't can't be here working with a designer while we're filming I have to yeah. go to sir and I have to you know um that was a one thing that I was like that's not exactly what's happening right here um but yeah it's uh it's it's gonna I'm sh- it's gonna be a lot there's definitely a moment later on in the season where things really came to a head and I was like really frustrated what are some of the things like, cause you don't take medication, right? No, I sometimes feel like it would be great if I could, but 
<laughs> no one's prescribed me anything yet. I mean, I, and I feel like I, I've been on Wellbutrin for like four years now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm in such a different place in my life. But I'm like, th- my brain's still fucked up. That's not going to just like get better. Like it is that imbalance yeah. where I'm still going to suffer from anxiety. But I'm like, do I need to be medicated still? Like, is it, I mean, is it helping me because I still get anxiety? I'm still, I get depressed at times. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't. I don't know. So if you don't take medication, what are some of the things that you do do like therapy to cope mm-hmm. with your depression? Well, number one, being open about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the big people are like, ah, fuck off. Like some people that sliver that we talked about. Yeah. The toxic sliver will be like, oh, fuck you. Boring. No one cares. You bring nothing to the show. And I'm like, OK, except that me even just like saying it. I feel like sometimes people will contact me and say, when you said it, I made me feel like I wasn't alone. Like I've been through the same thing and I relate to things. I'm like, no, thank you. Because hearing that from people that I don't know makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. So being open about it is like, to me, the the best thing I've ever done. The scariest, the scariest thing I've ever done but also the best thing I've ever yeah. done. Um, number two, therapy is, I mean, even if somebody's like, I, um, I'm in the process now of, of finding a therapist that is in this area because, um, you know, whatever. My therapy journey has been, it's tough because it's like you want, if you find somebody you like, but if you find somebody you like and then they're far away from your house and you can't like find the time to go as much as you want to go, then you feel like you're not, Mm-hmm. putting in the work and you're not benefiting from it. So I'm working on things right now, but therapy, even just like twice, three times, even just to get that kind of tune up yeah, is huge. I have to say that exercise is, I, I mean, even when I don't, it's huge for me. Yeah. Exercise is huge for me. I used to exercise on in an unhealthy way. When I first Dude, Sheena, I realized the other day when I first started this show, I see people online talk about how my face is puffy and my face is fat and they think it's because I have filler and how when I first started the show, I was so naturally beautiful and what the fuck did I do to my face? Yeah. Okay. When I first started the show, I was 105 pounds. Yeah. I was severely underweight. I remember how you like, because we're basically the exact same size like height Mm -hmm. weight like measurements like we're very very similar body types and I remember when you got down to like 105 and here I'm at like 125 and I was like shit I gotta get back down to Ariana's weight yeah no very unhealthy exactly and I was very mentally unhealthy at that point too now is it physically unhealthy regardless of how skinny I looked Mm -hmm. um I was very mentally unhealthy as well and so it's very triggering to me to read a comment that says that I looked beautiful when I first started the show because yeah. I'm like, no, I did not actually. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I looked very unhealthy. Yeah. Great. You could see my cheekbones. I, mean, I, would, I don't think you ever looked unhealthy, but I mean, I definitely think I you look the best. I would love now. to be able to be at a healthy weight and for you to be able to see my cheekbones. Yeah. That would be great. Mm-hmm. But a healthy weight for me means, guess what, guys? It's just my fucking face. <laughs> so get over it. It's just my fucking face. I'd love to have a skinny face. Guys, let me know if you know how, how to get a fucking skinny face. Holler at me. But, okay, I'm going to say with but that. But exercise. Yes. But in a, in a way where 
the thing about exercise now, and then I'll shut up, but my thing about exercise now is yes, obviously there are big physical benefits to exercising and eating healthily and, you know, being on that kind of wavelength. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are. But to, if you can switch that gear where you're not thinking about the physical result, you're thinking, but you're getting that mental boost from it then it's it, then it's so much better yeah. so much more beneficial i think i agree and i need it i have to yeah and helping other people that's another big thing yes for me yeah yeah i'm with you on that i will yeah. say though about the skinny face thing when Tell i got in shape and like lost the weight i like at my when i was like my skinniest like on the show i w- i think i got down to like i don't know 107 109 yeah but i was healthy and now I was like, I'm my healthiest when people think I look sick because my face was so thin that mm. I then put filler in my face because it was so skinny. Because you were like, oh, now I look like a freak. Exactly. And I was like, wait, I wanted to like, but I'm like, I'm the healthiest I've ever been. I'm not anorexic. I was but everyone's like, oh, she's like, yeah. And that was such a trigger for me because I'm like, I have struggled with an eating disorder before. I'm now eating five small meals a day. I'm working out. I'm the healthiest I've ever been. But I lost the weight in a healthy way that my face was so sunken in, I looked sick and that wasn't a good look. So your mm-hmm. face as it is right now is perfect and it looks better fuller than it does skinnier. Well, so I appreciate you just saying that. that because I mean, <laughs> it's yeah, it's like, there are also like those things, like the comment you made about your arms in the episode, it's like, you don't need to cut the fat out of your arms. You're perfect. And you're tiny. Well, one of they are uneven. Cause I did cool sculpt one of them and not the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say that was like so, so maybe painful, just the right? one? Yeah, yeah. No, it hurt so bad. I couldn't. I never went back to do the other arm. Yeah, I paid for it. Never went back for it. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> so stupid. There's like all of these things that, especially in LA, that we do to like try and look better. See, but yeah. Okay, so you do. You say especially in LA. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: nobody in LA gives a shit. Right. No one in LA says you look fat you look ugly what the fuck are you doing you fucked up no one ever in la who lives here ever fucking says that yeah they don't care here. that people who don't live here are the ones <laughs> who are taught the top you know what i'm saying yeah it's like they're the people that sliver the toxic sliver mm-hmm. they're the ones who create this toxicity and then get pissed at the people who live in la who have the resources to do something like a cool sculpt or you know somebody gets botox or whatever but i'm like bitch nobody lives in la is telling you you need botox no the person who's telling you you need botox that you look (laughs) or they don't say you need botox i just they just want you to be naturally perfect but guess who Uh wants you to be naturally perfect some bitch in fucking minnesota who's commenting mean ass shit on your instagram Oh, on a fake account right with, with no profile photo and no followers or and- there's like a bible quote oh my god this was oh. the best one recently oh i don't god, remember what the comment was but it was like nasty comment on my page and i i guess this woman who left the nasty comment blocked me i'm like what did i do because i go to look at what everyone's commenting what I like i can't even see it <laughs> and apparently let me in let me in <laughs> like in her profile apparently it said like spread positivity good lord and i was just like all these people are commenting they're like literally like you're so then i guess she blocked me so i couldn't go and see her you know hypocritical mm-hmm, fucking bio 
But it's always one of those are with a Bible quote, a picture of their dog, like oh, loving course. mother. I'm like, I, I love when a mom comments something nasty and has a public profile. I love to go and comment on a photo of her child. Yeah. And say, I, I hope they never, hope yeah, I hope that they, they never, never hear the yep. shit that comes out of your mouth to a stranger. Yeah. Like, how would you feel it's if insane. your kid, like, oh my God, I just heard the saddest fucking story. My little cousin, he's 13 years old and one of his friends in school just literally hung himself because a girl told him that he should do it and that like no one liked him and he should just kill himself. Oh my God. 13 years old. Oh no. It's so heartbreaking that kids like now, I mean, even I got severely bullied in school and thank God my parents put me in private school for high school because who knows where I would have ended up. And nowadays with the internet and the cyberbullying, I think it's because and what's so sad is I wish that positivity was as contagious because mm-hmm. even now it's like the the negativity is what we give it. We give attention to it because there is like a weird dopamine. There's like a weird rush. Yeah. You get from like, like, let's say you're like, I think my hair is ugly in your mind. Mm-hmm. You think it, you don't say it, but you think it. Right. Someone on the internet says your hair is ugly. There's like a weird validation that you get from it. Yeah. And a rush. Of like whether it's anger or whatever that you mm-hmm. get from from focusing on that negativity. If only positivity were as contagious yeah. as 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 that is. And what sucks is that kids who you know they don't necessarily have the the con the the conviction to know yeah. that like it doesn't matter. It's not no, and it's like it's gonna get better. And the anonymity. Yeah, I can make a profile. I could call myself pink couch mm-hmm. one, two, three, <laughs> and I could go online and say awful, horrible things that affect somebody else, mm-hmm. but I'm anonymous. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's awful. a new decade. Let's make this like, let's try and just spread more positivity. Fucking pay it forward. I like, am still going to block nice. people who are dumb though. <laughs> yeah. I'm, Hashtag no stupid people in 2020. <laughs> Hashtag I'm trying to catch up to your followers, so I will not be blocking oh, right. you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Block them if they don't follow you. Right. <laughs> Seriously. But um to wrap this up, again, we will be at Sir tonight accepting all of your donations going to the Australia Wildfires. If you can't make it into Sir and you want to donate, click the link on my profile and also I will be live texting you guys again next week my phone number which I forgot to put in the beginning I just (laughs) talked about it (laughs) my phone number that I text you from is 310-299-9324 send me your questions send me your thoughts uh, say bad things about Brett and make me laugh. I'm just kidding. Oh I'm just kidding. She's <laughs> spreading that positivity, guys. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but it's just funny when people see what I see. And of I'm course. like, I don't want anyone to talk bad about anyone, although I kind of just did. But you know what? He <laughs> he made me do it. He said things he that was mean upset to you. me. He, he did it first. For no but reason. No, it is not okay to bully I know I'm kind of coming across as a, a bitch to Dana right now, but um, all I can say is stay tuned. Keep yeah. watching. We have a long season ahead of oh, us. Oh, it's so long. Um, do you think we're going to get a phone call from this podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Well, all right. Well, I hope you guys <laughs> enjoyed our real conversation. Yeah, this is a very real conversation. Also, uh, if you don't have fancy AF cocktails, you really should. 
Go ahead and get it. Uh, fancyfcocktails.com. Also in all stores where you buy books. And I'm doing cocktail tutorials every Tuesday yeah. on my TikTok. Hey. <laughs> so follow Ariana on TikTok. Yeah. Buy her book. Ariana, buy her book Maddox Heck yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing my 100th podcast Happy episode. Happy 100 episodes. Yay. I'm so Thank proud you. of you. And thanks for listening, guys. I think this is actually the longest podcast I've done. Oh, wow. Hell yeah. Look at that. This is a great one. <laughs> All right. 100 episodes in and we're out. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans. Download new episodes every Tuesday and subscribe on the Podcast One app at podcastone.com or at Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Yeah.